The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the sponsor, Gross and Schuster. News Radio 92.3. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Jan Casey. I'm joined by Terrence Gross this morning, and um, he said he's going to not talk law this morning. So, sir, you have the you have the stage. I have the stage, but if anybody wants to call yes, during sir. the next few minutes, they can call us where at what number? 850-437-1620. Good. So, uh, yes, I'm an attorney, been an attorney for 44 years, but I've been uh, Jewish for 69 years. So... What's going on in Israel is near and dear to my heart. And as that little announcer just said before we got on the air, the views on this program are not the stations. These are mine. And um, yes, I'm Jewish, so I'm far from being unbiased. Uh, but just watching what's taking place. Um, and we had all the, the, the horrible, barbaric uh, initial raid uh, you know, in Israel. Uh, at a concert and the rape and killing of babies, all that thing, not war, not protest, barbarism, and followed up now by this uh, Gaza hospital blast. So I want to talk about that. And I'm, and I'm actually, I, I channel surf. I'm going to be honest with you. I really work real hard at obtaining news. And it's hard to get news anymore, but I do watch Fox, but I watch a lot of CNN. And I'm very happy to see that even CNN is making it very clear that this uh, bombing of the hospital yesterday was not done by the Israelis. It was done accidentally uh, by a misfired rocket uh, from uh, the Gaza. And the evidence is mounting uh, on this subject. Uh, And even uh, President Biden uh, has uh, indicated that he's uh, fully aware of this and that the Pentagon has advised him that it was a rocket fired from Gaza uh, that hit this hospital and caused those civilians to die. But yet the immediate propaganda sent out by uh, Hamas and the Palestinians is that it was Israel and there's riots all over. If you look at every major city, from Leb- in Lebanon to Iran, the riots and the venom in Israel, they want that, but the, it's not based on fact. It's fiction. Uh, I actually uh, got a post that was on uh, Facebook. I'll read this to you, and then uh, I'll go on and give you facts, not opinion, just plain old facts. But uh, here is a quote from a uh, journalist who was there in the Gaza, who happens to be, I believe, Muslim. And she goes, uh, I am an Al Jazeera journalist, Farida Khan, working in the Khan Yunus, Gaza. I saw with my own eyes that it was a Hamas Ayash 250 rocket. It was Hamas that misfired the rocket. Al Jazeera is lying. I have video of that Hamas missile landing in the hospital. Okay, that's that's an account, but uh, what evidence has been gathered? I don't know how much of you have been listening as much as I have, but they uh, the Israelis actually actually intercepted right after that 
what they thought was a confidential uh, conversation, and they intercepted it uh, of the uh, some type of Hamas leaders, and they were discussing it. And the, whoever is, we misfired it. It, it. it didn't go off the way we planned and, and whatever. And this was just, they had no idea that Big Brother was listening. It's recorded. President Biden has heard it. The Pentagon has heard it. And it just goes to the conclusion that it was a misfire rocket. Now, what other evidence do you have? Well, if you listen, I listened earlier about uh, from a uh, some general, and he was talking about if it had been an Israeli bomb dropped from an airplane, for instance, they always leave craters. The bomb drops, there's a crater, and then there's an explosion. There is no crater here. The other thing is that the fiery blast, it was a very fiery blast, uh, which meant that, because again, if you think about it, these rockets are just like our rockets we see at Cape Canaveral. They're, when they, early on, they have a lot of fuel. To get them off the ground, they need a lot of fuel. And then as they go, the fuel dissipates. So by the time it lands, not as much fuel. This was heavily fuel laden that caused the fire. You see the videos of the flash of the fire, the burnt cars all around the parking lot. That was a gas-ignited fire, which shows that that rocket was, uh, you know, very well fueled um, in the video. And then they, they now, of course, you know, they got satellites and everything. So they could see the origin. And the origin of the rocket was the Gaza. The, you know, so mm. this was, and, and they, uh, I heard a statistician go on, and I uh, believe he was Israeli, and it's their assumption because they got the Iron Dome. And again, think how the Iron Dome works. That That's what they use to blow up the rockets midair. So obviously to do that, they had to have radar and sophisticated analysis to see where they're coming and so forth. And they said that 33% are misfires. These are not the best made rockets. And they could have been sitting around. They found one rocket recently that they saw the year it was made stamped on it. 2018. Oh. So these are leftover rockets yeah. from Iran or stuff and, and some wherever they've been sitting and, and, and whatever. And even in the Ukraine, we're seeing a lot of misfires. Uh, a lot of and, uh, bombs explode prematurely and so, so, so forth. So it's not unusual. So one third are misfires. In fact, uh, with the military intelligence we have, it's not what you think like a guided missile. We've heard of guided missiles. These are not guided missiles. When the guys, when they fire them, they just fire at Israel and hope it hits something. It's oh, not like they're goodness. targeting okay. an airport or a synagogue. They, they're trying to hit somewhere maybe like in Ashkelon or in Tel Aviv, hoping that somebody's hurt or killed. It, they're just, it's, it's not a very scientific exact process. So they're firing these things, they're firing these things, and, and one-third uh, go errant. And, and clearly, they, they looked at the radar from, uh, the, the, uh, from the, uh, the Israeli military. They look at satellite imagery, and it's very clear that the origin of this rocket was in Gaza, uh, not too far away, really, from the hospital itself. So this thing was didn't go very far, which would also explain the amount of gas and yeah. incineration that we saw with it. Make it all makes 
sense. It, it all adds up. One plus one equals two. But yet, if you just go ahead and channel surf, uh, whatever channel you want to use, I don't care. You're going to see imagery around the Arab world where there's uprisings because this is what they wanted. And see, and and secretly, not that it wasn't intentional. I don't believe that Hamas intentionally did this just to blame Israel. I think it happened, and and Israel was a convenient scapegoat, but it serves. Um, Hamas's uh, purpose. Their purpose is to win the PR campaign. Israel is very elite as far as its armed forces go. They're very elite as far as technology goes. I've always said for years that Israel fails on PR. They're not the best PR people there, there are. And the Hamas is more than willing. They want there to be Palestinian lives lost. It's hard to figure. I mean, we're sitting there trying to think of things logically. It's not logical. Uh, they want civilian casualties to, to gain world sympathy, to gain more recruits, to, to, to all the momentum. So, why else would they be blocking the citizens? Israel, all Israel's trying to avoid civilian uh, casualties. They're telling people, you better flee. Yeah. You better go south because they're going to raise northern Gaza. They should. They got to exterminate as best they can Hamas the way uh, we did with ISIS. I mean, ISIS at one time looked like it was going to take over the world and, and they were snuffed out yep. by us. Uh, and the same has to happen to Hamas this time. But what Hamas wants to do, they want to hide behind the citizens and they want to be able to post. They, are, they, they would be gleeful. They would be gleeful if they could get some good footage posting, mm -hmm. blown up babies, blown up mommies, civilians, but they can't get that imagery if the people vacate and evacuate the way we evacuate for hurricanes. But uh, so they're blocking the roads. Actually, it's not just Egypt. If you've been reading, uh, you've heard about Rafa. Rafa is right on the border uh, of the Gaza Strip on the southern end and Egypt. And Egypt, for their own reasons, which is a whole other body of politics, Egypt is blocking that border because they really just don't want the mass immigration, truthfully. They're trying to stay out of it, but they don't want to have two million people that are essentially homeless and have to feed them and walk and, and, and all the, th give them medical attention, whatever. So they, they're trying to block that out. Uh, but what you don't know is well north of there, Hamas is setting up roadblocks and whatever and preventing their, the citizens of the Gaza from seeking safety just along that border, even if they don't make it to Egypt. I mean, Israel's not going to go in and just destroy the whole Gaza. And you have to understand the geographics of the Gaza. If you look at it on a map, it's only 25 miles long. It's only five miles wide. It's a very narrow strip hugging the sea. And, you know, Hamas, most of the... Uh, I'm sure most of the infrastructure, most of the tunnels 
or in the north end right up abutting the Israeli border. And that's their their concentration going in, not the whole 25 miles. Israel would love to go in there and 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 maybe have some kind of buffer zone of 10 or 15 miles and pretty much wipe it out, which may include Gaza City, uh, unfortunately. But again, the rockets are continuing to rain. They haven't stopped. That The rockets are still being fired at Israel. <clears throat> and Israel's not about to turn another cheek. You know, they have, but again, the brutality, if you go back to this initial thing, and there are people, I can't believe these college students in America are sympathetic uh, to the Palestinians. Now, again, you could say they're oppressed or whatever, but when, imagine if this was, let's take El Paso, Texas, and let's say the Mexicans did this. The Mexicans came across the United States, and there was a concert around El Paso, and they just indiscriminately slaughtered your children, teenage kids at a concert, uh, kidnapped babies, decapitated babies, mm-hmm. raped six- and eight-year-old girls, raped 80-year-old women. All these things took place, killing people at gunpoint, killing defenseless people just for the heck of it. Do you really think the United States would say, uh, just go back and we'll, we'll work out some kind of ceasefire? Uh, I don't think so. No. It would be retribution. And, and and this is the only thing that Hamas understands. So we can't, some a peace accord today or tomorrow is not going to work. Israel wants peace. That's all they want is peace. Uh, and, and they've had very little since 1948 and have had to defend themselves uh, numerous times. Look at look at what we did at 9-11. That, that's probably a better example. 9-11, look at all the innocents. Over 2,000 people were killed on these airplanes. For what? You know, so and, and just part of some suicide mission at the World Towers and, and, and elsewhere. And did we just turn the other cheek? Did Absolutely we just say, not. No. Of course not. Uh, and, and, and whether we should have invaded Iraq or not, but whatever, at the end of the day, uh, we sought retribution. Uh, at a great deal uh, of expense of uh, including human life. Um, so there's no way Israel could just, because if you turn the other cheek, then you've shown weakness. And these type of people like Hamas and, and uh, uh, all, all the other uh, forms of that uh, jihad type uh, Islam, they thrive on weakness. They thrive on weakness. So if they just, they'll, they'll just reband and, and when they strike again, who knows? So they, they, the uh, tunnel system has to be eliminated. The only way to eliminate the tunnel system, and it's very intricate, uh, is, is boots on the ground. It's boots on the ground, uh, a lot of uh, munitions, and, and blowing up these uh, these places. But again, they're still firing. Uh, I'll never forget this. Uh, I used to have another um, radio program where I did talk politics, and it was on uh, our sister station on 1330 AM. Mm-hmm. And in that room, in our studio, I used to place and put up um, various political cartoons and one that is etched in my mind forever that brings home my my thought process is that 
uh, they had a cartoon of two kids just playing in a sandbox. Just two cute kids, sand pails. Right. We've seen it a million times. And in the sandbox with them was a Hamas guy with a mortar mm. shooting mortars at Israel purposely in the sandbox. So obviously uh, Israel, their technology can get the GPS coordinates of any of these mortars and do a guided missile to there. So why would they do that? Because they want Israel to blow up the sandbox. They want those two children to die because they become martyrs. And the next day's papers show Israel blows up sandbox and kills two small children. That's what they want. Yeah. That's why, and, and again, it's not like the Ukraine or elsewhere where you could try to blow up military installations. You know, Ukraine is sending drones to Russian divisions and, and brigades and all that. But it's uh, here, a lot of their so-called mortar attacks are coming from the tops of what? Hospitals, civilian apartment buildings, schools on purpose this is by design because they know that israel could track these weapons mm -hmm. daring israel okay blow up this this building filled with civilians so what israel's doing is sending out pamphlets giving them plenty of those please get out get out of there because we want to eradicate hamas and we have to do it this way there's no other way to do it diplomacy is not going to work Golda Meir, Golda Meir, who was the prime minister, I don't know the exact years, but 30, 40 years ago of Israel, said, and this, she said it then, and it's so true today. It's the point. This makes my point. She said, there will never be peace in the Middle East until they, the Palestinians or Arabs or Muslims, whatever, until they love their children more than they hate us. Ooh. Think about that, that they love their children and such is not the case. So maybe I know the mothers are, are grieving and, and you're already getting the pictures from the uh, people that lost innocent uh, loved ones in this uh, hospital bombing, but the hospital bombing was not at the hands of Israel. Uh, Israel knows it. The United States knows it. President Biden knows it. Uh, and, and, and such is the case. Uh, I watched uh, President Biden's uh, interview on 60 Minutes, and I, I will tell you full confession, I did not vote for him. Uh, but I, I, I very much applauded what he had to say, keeping an open mind, putting politics aside uh he is very much backing israel he's got their back he indicated truthfully that he had no evidence of this last incursion being sponsored by iran you may have your suspicions but overall he says iran is a backer of jihadism around the world everybody knows that but as far as helping planning or funding this specific event he truthfully said that there was no evidence at this time. And he couched his words very quickly. Um, and I thought that was a very true statement, very accurate statement. I think some of his uh, quotes have been taken out of context by Fox News, which I do watch. 
but I mean, trying to put politics aside, which we should all do as Americans, I'm appalled at what we see at our colleges where we send our kids at the uh, protests and the rallies that are being held uh, with pro-Palestinian flags uh, in this particular instance. Now, there could be an argument historically about the plight of the Palestinians, but this last incursion was not a fight. I'm not real fond of them when they blow up a pizza parlor. So when the Palestinians blow up a pizza parlor in Israel and kill innocents, I'm not real wild about this. But this was a way went way beyond that. This was intentional, looking people in the eyes, mm-hmm. beheading babies, burning people, shooting people, point blank, that are citizens that are unarmed, that are in their homes, uh, on their kibbutzes, at rock concerts. This has taken it to a different level. And these are atrocities that, that only remind me of the Holocaust. Absolute uh, genocide. Uh, just trying to wipe out a certain group of people because of their religious background. I do want to say on a positive note, I went to my temple, Bethel, Sunday. Uh, I've never seen it so crowded. I think our capacity is 300. I think we had 400 people. I would dare to say out of 400 people, 300 were our Christian friends. Yeah. And maybe 100 were our fellow Jewish people and the support I, I, they, they introduced themselves. I was an usher. So I shook hands with no less than five or six different uh, clergymen from other religions. Uh, Proud to say that they were there and I'm glad they, they have our back. I just hope that America, before we run out of time, I'm just hoping as American citizens, as this evolves, we're going to see more, Pictures on the press, and there are going to be sad pictures. There are going to be Palestinian innocents that are accidentally killed versus intentionally killed. It's war, unfortunately. And I just hope that uh, our local community, our national community, continues to have Israel's back. It is the eye of the hurricane. It is uh, a democracy in the middle of mayhem, Uh, women, can wear dresses, women can drive, homosexuals are not executed. I saw a flag where the home, some homosexual organizations supporting the Palestine Palestinians. Try letting them know you're a homosexual over there and see what happens to you. I yeah. know I'm running out of time. Thank you for letting me take this soapbox opportunity to get up here and uh, view my point of view. I just couldn't sit on this. This is Terrence Gross. I'll be back with something legal in the next couple weeks. Thank you. Thank you, Terrence. Pensacola Expert Panel. Local news every hour and breaking news when it matters most. News Radio 92.3 WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola. I'm Steve Taylor, and here's what's happening. Tourism tax dollar collections through the end of September are up by more than $200,000. That story and more after Fox News on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable.
Another vote for a new speaker. I'm Matt Napolitano, Fox News. Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan trying again to rally fellow Republicans to make him the new Speaker of the House. Jim Jordan, he came in short yesterday. He can only lose four votes, and there are at least four who are pretty much locked in opposing him. Carlos Jimenez of Florida, he voted for Kevin McCarthy yesterday. You have Mario Diaz-Balart, also a Republican of Florida, Ken Buck from Colorado. So if he loses any more than that, you know, we're on to a third ballot. Fox's Chad Pergram. Meantime, Jordan's fellow Ohio rep David Joyce is considering filing a motion to elect North Carolina Congressman Patrick McHenry as the permanent temporary House Speaker to allow lawmakers to begin tackling critical business. Former Treasury Secretary Jack Lew is on Capitol Hill facing a Senate panel that is working to quickly confirm him as U.S. ambassador to Israel with tension growing in the country. President Biden arriving in Israel announcing an aid package for those suffering from the conflict. Israel agreed humanitarian assistance can begin to move from Egypt to Gaza. Let me be clear, if Hamas diverts or steals the assistance, they will have demonstrated once again that they have no concern for the welfare of the Palestinian people. And it will end. The president going on to condemn a deadly explosion at a hospital in Gaza, saying the information he's received shows Israel is not behind the blast. But Hamas says the Israeli military is to blame, which is bringing protesters outside the U.S. embassy in Lebanon. This morning we saw a large group of protesters approaching the approach to the U.S. embassy, in a sense. And you saw earlier today members of the Lebanese military come down that hill, around that corner, confront those protesters and scatter them, but I don't think there's any doubt in anybody's mind that they will be back at some point. That's Fox's Jonathan Hunt. America's listening to Fox News. Jesse Kelly here. Do you feel protected? My personal protection plan is owning gold. The Oxford Gold Group helps you buy gold to have on hand or convert it into your 401k. If things get weird, I have gold on hand. I like that. You can buy coins or convert part of your 401k with the Oxford Gold Group. It's easy and safe. 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. At Simply Safe, our 24-7 lifeguard protection helps stop crime in real time. Because during a break-in, every second counts. And these days, every dollar counts. Right now, get 45% off any new system with Fast Protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash radio. It's U.S. News and World Report's best home security of 2023. Advanced home security, 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There's no safe. Good morning. It's 1103, 70 degrees and sunny in Pensacola. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio 92.3. Tourism tax dollar collections through the end of September are up by more than $200,000 for the 2023 fiscal year. The FY 2023 collections through September totaled $21,582,470, which is 115% of the FY 2023 TDT budget. That's James Baker from the Escambia County Budget Office. Those numbers were announced at this week's Tourism Development Council board meeting. Baker says collections totaled $21,582,470 for the fiscal year 2023, which ended last September. 
And Navar man's facing multiple charges after apparently being found in someone else's pants this week. It all started with Santa Rosa County deputies looking for a man on a warrant for a prior trespassing charge when they finally caught up with 47-year-old Myrick Hamilton and they searched his pockets and found meth and fentanyl. That's when Hamilton told them they were not his pants. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I usually do that too. I try to wake up and find somebody else's pants to put on. It's normal. You know, yeah. The one thing I think you can safely say, look at his, his mugshot when you get a chance, and I'm pretty sure you're never going to see him on Jeopardy. I just I have this feeling. <laughs> Santa Rosa County Sheriff Bob Johnson commented on the arrest earlier this week. Hamilton was ultimately arrested and taken to the Milton Hilton, where he was held on 